previously on the mortal path. And you hear this soft, sobbing noise from this centre darkness. Wait, Taro, Taro, is she saying something about there are demons? Well, she asked if we'd seen a demon after she asked where we'd come from. Oh. So she knows there's a demon around here? I, I didn't think demons were real. Huh. That's not very many of you, is it? No. Not anymore. I can't die here. Oh, well that's convenient, isn't it? No. Uh, it's terrible. And it says, it's hungry. <laughs> and it won't let me die. looking out over this room of crushed and broken furniture there are tables bookshelves chairs bits of machinery heavy looking bits of metal that are all laying on the ground and as you watch for a moment you all feel this shift and the second you feel this shift every single bit of furniture goes and goes up against the ceiling and then sticks there and then it goes quiet again what do you want to do? Um, how big is the room? This room is a hundred foot by a hundred foot. Holy shit. Yeah. The, this uh, laboratory, this learning chambers you're in is huge. They're you're... all enormous. Yeah. I mean, one of them was like 150 foot. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fucking mage hand my way around no, that. It's a huge, huge building. How high is the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling is probably about 40 foot. What? 40, 50 foot. Yeah. It's, these are huge huge rooms and they are all full of bits of machinery experiments now yubi yes quick question are the entrances from like the middle to middle no if you if on the map that's where they are so that it's a diagonal yeah okay so that's gonna be what 80 feet yeah yeah i'd say it's about 80 feet i'm just gonna wait yeah wait and see if they if they fall back down again chairs yeah i i sit down and meditate like qui-gon Jin. after about 10 seconds 10 seconds all the furniture is that how have we actually timed that 10 seconds or is that just that's i mean if taro's waiting to see how long it takes he'll probably be counting. taro was gonna time it yeah yeah are you go are you doing your one mississippi or that's that's the shit yeah one taro darnassian <laughs> that's very good one made up name two made up names three made up names <laughs> um after about 10 made up names the furniture <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's got 10 made up names you know it's tarot donassian oh you know it's tarot uh those those same bits of furniture crash back down onto the ground all right uh let's run wait let's wait for the next the next i'm running all right see ya okay <laughs> no, no, tarot's also running okay <laughs> somebody ran I, i'm gonna run after them okay it's like when you're you're at the railway the railway crossing the road crossing when you're crossing the road and somebody goes for it and then we're all like oh we gotta go now he's made he's gone we all gotta go <laughs> okay i would like to run using a dash as my bonus action and movement so that i can get as far as i can but my action is is going to be casting Featherfall. Okay, so I'm just going to run. Do, hold on. No, no, before you do any of that, you're all rolling me initiative. 
Oh, Before yeah. Before you do any of that, you and Findex. Jesus Christ, you're just all trying to kill us. Have you cast Featherfall before? It's fine. Uh, I've calculated it. We'll reach the other side. No, I haven't. I don't know if it's going to work. The, the maths has been done here, Yubi. There's, there's no problem. 14. I got six. 19. Findex, don't get stuck at the back. Mind you, he's a bag of hit points, isn't he? Oh, I forgot Findex was here. Whoops. Uh, Findex hasn't been healed <gasps> in a long time. So... I'm not at full HP either. Oh my god. Mm. It's, only, it's, it's almost like our party doesn't have a healing spell. Nat. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so top of the round. Nat, you are running. It's fine for you. Okay. I wasn't expecting this to be broken down into rounds. Oh, yeah. Because in a round is six seconds. Yeah. Now, in six seconds. You can't make it across. We should be able to. We've got about a round and a half. We run 10 feet per second. At least we do. I'm not sure what the tiny imp does. No, I don't. But I run. So on your turn, then you, you, you get 60 feet. Not the full way. You're 20 foot from the door at that point. Nerium, what's your running speed? It's 25. Okay, so what do you do on your turn? So I can dash as a bonus action. Yes, you can. So I would like to use that bonus action. I would also like to try and cast Featherfall. Can you cast Featherfall on something that isn't falling? Yeah, but if it slams us against the ceiling... I don't want to take the damage from that and then the damage from dropping back down. It's a reaction. Oh, well, in that case, I would like to double dash. I would like to bonus action dash and action dash and, <laughs> Whoa, and get the fuck yeah. across there if I possibly can. Fucking Mario. Okay, you get 75 <laughs> feet across the road. Mario known for being very fast. That's of all, the, of all the video game characters I can think of, and I think going fast, I always think of Mario. <laughs> I'm Sonic. I'm Sonic, for God's sake. It's Mario's double dash. Oh, well. It's the game. <laughs> Mario Kart. Double Yo, dash. I don't believe in the GameCube, so get out of here. Tara, what are you doing on your turn? Uh, fast run. Do fast Like, run. what tricks have I got to run fast? Just the same as a regular human? Same as a regular human. You get 60 feet across the room. Nice. But your cloak looks really cool behind you, and your tail probably flat laps. Oh, that's very good. Just whacking into shit on the way, I think. Findex is also going to dash madly across the room, but while going ah, as he goes, because- I think we're all either internally or externally doing that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Nat. I run across the rest of the room. Oh wait, shit, fuck. The door's gonna be locked, isn't it? Fuck. There's, there's no door, there's no door. If you look at the map, the doors are in red. There's no door. It's a bit of a store. Oh, we're golden. Okay, no worries, we're good. We need to hope it stops at the end of this room. Yeah, again, this isn't a door, is it? This is a, this is a gap. It's a void. Yeah. It's a void where yeah. a door could be. Yeah, it's a corridor. A bitless door, yeah. Thank you, Gary, for re for reviving the bitless door bit. It's one of many <laughs> bitless doors in this place. Now you go running into the corridor, and as you pass through that space where, where the room clearly ends, you can feel this change in pressure, and you're out of that magic field. Whatever is making that room do what it's doing, you are out of it. Nerium, what do you do? Keep running. Double dash again. Oh, if you double dash, you get like halfway down the corridor. Slam into a wall on the other side. I mean, I think the momentum, given that when I don't run, I'm okay. quite slow. But when I double dash, I'm quite fast. I think quite possibly <laughs> I'm just doing that thing where my legs go round and round and round and round and round and I can't stop. Okay. You do not have a okay. lot of stopping room, according no, to this map. I would go... It's it's an abrupt turn. <laughs> okay, make me a dexterity check. Nerium dies. Okay, that's 17 plus 4. 17 plus 4, you skid round that corner. There's a second where your two little feet go tink, tink against the wall <laughs> as you run oh, just across the nice. wall to make the corner. Uh, Taro. Uh, run, go fast. Before you can do that, oh. you feel this shift of magic. Uh, I would like you to first make me a dexterity check. Okie dokie. 
sorry, dexterity saving throw. Yeah, because my my saving throws are worse than my my checks. I think. We just got him out of the pit. It's all right, Nerian. You got the feather fall. It's fine. She's just gone around the corner. I can't oh. see him. Oh, I got a seven. <laughs> oh. So as you're running, you feel the shift, and almost in slow motion, you feel yourself drop, but you are suddenly falling head first, and you get clocked by a piece of machinery that is right beside you as you start falling. Okay, good. And you take... Can I ask, if Taro is falling directly head first, do his horns get stuck in anything? Because uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing him getting stuck like a fork. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see, because uh, you take five points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, shit, okay. From being just fucking roundhouse clocked by this piece of machinery. Yeah. What? What, is it a clock yeah. out of interest? Roundhouse clock. Yeah, I, I do agree the word roundhouse clock roundhouse is, is very clock. interesting. Sure, it's, it's a grandfather <laughs> clock and the arm goes wham. <laughs> yes, it is a clock. You get clocked by a clock and the irony is not lost <laughs> on you. So I'm going to let you in this second, if you have an action, or I will let you take either an action or a bonus action or, or one of your things before the rest of this, as you're basically as you're falling 30, 40 feet. I would like to scramble to try and do something magical. Okay. There's a specific magical thing I want to do. Yeah. And it's a spell I've not cast before. No. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's in my book. I would like you to please roll me a d20. Oh, my God. It landed on my keyboard, but I got 17. Okay. Okay. What are you casting? What happens? Paint me this moment. Also, I would like to just remind you that you know that Natalia and Nerium have gone out of this room but findex is behind you if that's going to change anything it does change something so i think i think taro pitches forward as he's as he's running and then realizes he's now upside down yeah uh, and i think he sees findex as well falling and yeah he, he just kind of he starts doing the start of what he normally does to blow something up with his magic thing okay and then he just kind of doesn't okay and then does something else and him and findex slowly slow down and everything else smashed into the ceiling and they they conspicuously touch down nice and gently because i have in fact cast featherfall very good (laughs) yeah so you guys you turn because you hear this shift of everything on the ground you feel the shift of magic and you know that tara and videx are not out of this room and as you turn wide-eyed in horror you see them start to go really really quickly and then just kind of stop and then very slowly, like two little balloons float to the ceiling where everything else is smashed onto the ceiling. And you guys are now standing on the ceiling. Um, we'll say that you've managed to, to get... Oh, what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> You're about 20 foot from the door, but the door is now like 30 foot up a wall. I'd like it as well if, if there's like a change of pressure in the room as they... Like like a wave of pressure holding them up, like like the thunder wave, but it but slightly differently. I like that very much. Okay, so Findex manages to find his feet on the ceiling and goes, what did you, was that you? Did you do that? How are well, we? Uh, um, well, I think so. I think I sort of just, just reached into this bag of magic tricks I seem to have and now we're on the ceiling, which is interesting. Dance. I come back around the corner to see why Nat is calling dance at back at the room. Oh my God, they're on the ceiling. Yeah, it's okay. I think we should sort of keep heading towards the door, but 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 I'm sort of aware that I'm not sure I can 100% do that again right now. Right. And we are sort of going to be down slash up there very quickly. 
Yeah, your time is running out if you're having this conversation. And then I think while he says that, he begins turning and running towards towards the door-ish. Okay, I would like you to roll me a d10, please. We'll just count one second. Does it have a note? <laughs> that's, that's eight. That's eight. I'm putting that one down. Yep, not the eight one. Not the eight one. Uh, bingo. This one's got both a nine and a six. Okay. I got seven. Okay, so that little conversation to, to hit the ground and then speak, that took you seven seconds. Oh. You have three seconds to move about 20 feet, but then 30 foot up a wall. I, do, I, I guess I do some running. So you get you get to the, the wall now with the door like 30 foot ahead of you and uh, like on top of the, the ceiling, which is now the, the floor on the other way around that it's gone. Uh, and Findex gets up beside you and you have to get to this door before the gravity goes. What are you going to do? Wait, so so the door is on the ground, right? The door is the door is on the ground, but you guys are on the ceiling. Uh, well, guess this is us then. <laughs> we've we've had a good run. I guess I could try and do the thing again, but uh. As you say that, you feel this shift of pressure, and there's a minute as you're both looking at each other, and it just goes ah, and you both start to plummet towards the ground. Can I you try? Yeah, absolutely. Wrong with a d20. Oh uh 11 okay you what happens well my featherfall doesn't look like that my featherfall is like wreaths of smoke reach up and wrap around them and Ooh. they like fall gently as if cushioned by the shadows nice aesthetic okay i don't i don't know if it's working for me i just you know i saw him do it and i thought oh i wonder if i can do that oh no i think you should embrace the shadows uh, well i'm I'm more of a sunshine girl, really, but, you know. This is very God. You're all right, aren't you? <laughs> As you say that, Tarot and Vindex head first, just float down in front of the doorframe. Uh, you guys hit the ground. You have beaten my magic room shifting puzzle. Very good, with some very lucky D20 rolls. I think Terry, from the ground, just kind of scrambles forward through the through the doorway thing. Yeah, Findex absolutely follows. Very carefully, just scrambles. Yeah. Like, like cats falling off something, you scramble into the safety of the corridor, and you feel again this uh, shift in pressure that indicates that you're out of that spell's range. And as you catch your breath, you hear everything again go behind you. Whew. Well, that looked fun. Was it fun? Fun, possibly not the right word. Uh... Findex reaches forward and he gathers both you, Taro, and you, Nerium, into a very tight hug. Um, and he hugs you both very tight. And he goes, thank you so much for saving my life twice in like 10, 20 seconds. That's all right. Yeah, thanks for that, Nerium. Well, you know, I'm sure you do the same for me. I would really try my best. And he lets go. <laughs> I fall to the ground. Because he's quite a lot bigger than me. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you feather fall to the ground? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think I've got it anymore. I haven't double checked how many spell slots I've got. I'm just looking. Yeah, that was my last one. Because okay. I used mage armor before we got down yeah, here. Yeah, you did. Okay, <laughs> so you are now in this corridor. Ruh row. What do you want to do? Where are you going? All right, I would like to run in front of Nat and put my arms out and say, can we not run into things, please? Just... Oh. We are a team. Yeah. And maybe we should start making some team choices on this stuff. Well, that... Okay. Yes. Well, I think we should just keep going forward. So do I, but maybe not running straight through things that are obviously death traps. Mm, yeah, perhaps. It wasn't a death. I, I mean, we did do the timing. <laughs> I put I put my teeny tiny fists on my teeny tiny hips and I glare. Why didn't it work out? We had the, uh, we had the timing right, didn't we? We should have been able to make it. 
I mean, I don't know. I was just running really fast. Maybe the gods weren't with us. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I bruised my elbow. Actually, I hit that wall. Yeah, you sort of, you've got some legs on you when you, when you wanna. Well, when I try, I mean, I can't keep up with you guys when we're just wandering along because they're only little. But when, but when I really focus, I can go a bit fast. Yeah, you're more of a sprinter than a, than a distance runner. That's right. I am. I'm like a cheetah. Yeah, or a. I don't know any other animals. Oh, Let's I, go. I trust you, Narium. Oh, oh, thank you very much, Nat. And I'm sure the feeling's mutual. <laughs> I want to walk down the corridor. Taro starts walking down the corridor. Yeah, so do I. Okay. Yeah. So presumably we go past the door to number 19 on the right. I mean yes. left. As you are walking down this corridor, you see a very short corridor branching out to the left and a door that is definitely closed. Um, and you can see up ahead of you that the corridor takes a sharp right turn. Should we take a look? Yeah. Do the doors have like keyholes or anything? No, none of them. The only one that seemed to have any sort of locking mechanism was the one in huh. the room with all the magic locks. With the pit. Can I can I suggest that I go up ahead and listen at the door? Go for it. By all means. Okay, make me a perception check, please. Oh, Nerium. Yeah? Um, Lemara. Bless you. I give you guidance. Oh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, so do I have to use that on the next roll or do I just hold on to it? I think you hold on to it. It's up to a minute. If you want. Okay. Well, for this perception check, I have a 16, so I think I won't use it. You get close to the door. You press your ear against it. You don't hear anything coming from that room. I sneak back over to my companions and I say, I can't hear anything in there. Can I just check? There were meant to be lots of like horribly tortured, mutilated, half-dead, elfish-type people down here, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think so. Some kind of captured thing. Because I'm not seeing anything that doesn't seem like, you know, well, like storage rooms, frankly. Yeah, it's just a bunch of stuff down here. Do we, do we want to have a look inside? No. Usually I would be all up for exploring new places in hope of finding some magical artifacts or items. But... This does not seem to be a safe place to be. I quite agree, Nat. I think that's a very fair point. There's very little intact. Also also very true. That on then, eh? Shall, shall we open well, it? Well, I mean, we can open it. We can at least it. take a peek, right? Yeah, let's have a look. We'll kick ourselves if we don't find <laughs> out what's in there. Well, it'll, it'll bug us, won't it? We'll be out We'll be out somewhere and I'll be thinking, I wonder what was in that room. There is that. I wonder. We've already missed one because of Taro's big face. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Who's opening the door? I'm waiting for Nerin to volunteer. I'll go and open it, because I've snuck over. You open the door. This is a very, very large room. You see, again, these sconces with the little glowing rocks. This room, all the furniture is towards the corners of the room, and the only thing in the room, in the middle, is this bust, like a mannequin's bust, basically, of one of these um, elf, elven creatures. Looks reminiscent of Taishul, but not torn apart. And it's just sitting in the middle of this room, and it's got this very beautiful necklace and a pendant in the middle. With your passive perception from here, you can see that this pendant is this very turquoise blue with one sort of either like a yellow gem or maybe a gold gem in the, in the, in the middle that's circular and is reflecting the light and rows of very special spindly what look like inlaid maybe pearl to look like teeth in this big wide smile underneath it oh i would like to turn Ooh. to my companions and describe it and say i think 
think it's some sort of amulet to do with a god that lives under the sea in the place where this city comes from. What gives you that idea? Very interesting. Well, because it looks like it. It was it was in the children's book at the end. Oh yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. Look, well. Yeah. I hate to say it, but there might be some strings attached to going again. It doesn't sort of seem like our current objective. I'll just try something, and I cast Mage Hand. <sighs> Can I reach that far in? What's the range on it? It's 30 feet. Mine's 30 feet. Not that I have a spell or anything. Oh, no, you're right. It's 30 feet. You can't reach. It's out of 30 feet. But your your shadowy hand gets about 30 feet into the room and then starts to sort of disappear. Balls. Fuck, I can't reach. If we connect ours end to end, do they go further? <laughs> no. They're just... Oh, by our powers combined. <laughs> no. Right. I feel like that conversation we literally just had before we opened the door to this room where we haven't actually found any super useful magical items in this place. And, oh, look. Right. Shining, glowing in the middle of this room is something that is obviously going to be, at the very least, significant to the people we're trying to rescue. Hmm. Yeah, but but look, look, this whole place doesn't really make much sense, does it? There's just been a room where just it's just for smashing things, as far as I can tell. And it's 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 like a corridor. Why is that in the middle of the corridor? This place isn't really where you keep the nice stuff, I don't feel like. It's not a corridor. I'm looking into a room that's like near no. the heart of the learning chambers. No, the old place, the place we were just in, where, you know, with the whole ceiling thing. Yeah, like a sort of hallway. Well... The thing is, I'm prepared to bet that the magic got a bit, like, jiggled when they dropped the city. I mean, I'm presuming that when this place was, like, actually a centre of learning, you didn't have to run the gamut of, like, the furniture smashing you in the head every morning. But if the magic has been jiggled, then why would the jiggling confine itself to certain rooms and... Well, I don't know if you've ever knocked anything on the floor, Nat, but not everything breaks. I don't think magic is like a jar. Well, you would know more about that than me. That's fair. No, I... I, I, You are a jar expert, after all. (laughs) Is she? I didn't know that, Yeah, well, she is. She told me. She told me a secret. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for giving out that... It's my earliest Natalia night jar. No, wait. Wait, I lied. You don't know anything about jars. Wink. Anyway, I don't think we should do this. I think we should go find the fish people and all the exit and get it. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, well, I also want it, but, but... I'll tell you what, we got that rope we made out of bits of clothes and you and you can tie that onto my belt and I'll sneak in and you can pull me out if like anything knocks me over. That's a very good idea, Marion. Okay. Well, all right? Yeah, yeah, go on. We do it, we do it. Fine. You tie a rope around Marion and you start to... I would like to stealth. You may stealth, please. Roll me that stealth. I think I think the magic is not going to care whether or not I'm stealth, but yeah, I would like <laughs> to stealth. It's sneaky magic. That is 12 plus... Oh, that's a 20. A, a dirty 20, as I believe they are. <laughs> a dirty 20. An augmented 20. I don't anyone has ever referred to it as a dirty 20 until just now. I watch Twitch streams. So if we roll a natural 20, it's, it's like a, pure 20. a clean 20. A clean 20. A distilled 20. This 20 is very dirty. I, I think a natural 20 is dirtier than a than a, than an augmented 20. <laughs> a raw 20? Oh, no. <laughs> give okay. me that raw 20. I'll give you a natural oh, no. 20. Okay. So Big natural 20s. Oh, it has to be a raw 20 from now on. Shush. You start to creep into the room and nothing happens you get all the way to this mannequin the amulet necklace is hanging around its neck it's very very beautiful and as you're looking at it it's definitely magical i am going to rifle around because i've got all this like fabric Mm -hmm. and stuff and i'm going to take a kid's like kid shirt 
and I'm gonna like twist the sleeves together and I turn it into like a necklace and I get it Indiana Jones it like with a little okay okay <laughs> that's very good <laughs> okay make me a make me a sleight of hand check yep make me an Indiana Jones check that's a 23 like Heck. like a thief in the night, you watch as Nerium does a very, very, very good little switcheroo. <laughs> Nothing happens. You now have the necklace in your hand. It's quite cool to touch. And as you're looking at it, you can tell that it's definitely some sort of gem or maybe amber or, or coral or something of that nature. And the... Which is to say it's not a gem. Wait, so not a gem? <laughs> Precious material. It's something obviously valuable. <laughs> like coral, which is the fucking dirt of the sea, right? It's shit. Coral's just <laughs> refuse. And the yellow gem in the middle is, is glass. It's not actually a gem. And it's reflecting. <laughs> Would you fucking let me get through it's, this? It's costume jewelry, guys. It's okay. No one's going to mind. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's plastic. And what looked like inlaid pearl are actually teeth of some nature. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a bit dodgy. I would like to make sure that my hand is uh, covering the eye, but not touching the teeth, mm-hmm. and carry it back out of the room. Stealthily, since nothing happened. Arnerian, that's interesting. It looks like a gem, but it isn't. Um, yeah, I think it might be coral or something, which is, is basically the dirt of the sea. I think there is dirt in the sea. I think there's a strong correlation there. Oh, well, it looks gosh. like we got this thing. I am going to hold it out uh, to Taro and Nat. And say, go on, what's it do? I rolled a raw 20. Oh, very nice. Oh, For a, is, is a raw 20 a natural 20? Yes. Or is that an augmented 20? It's a natural 20. It's a natural okay. 20. Uh, what were you rolling for? Are you you have to tell me that. Are you cast? You just you just rolled a number. Number? Number. <laughs> yeah. An arcana check. Uh, an arcana check. And Tara, are you, are you doing anything? Well, Nat seems to jump the gun, so... I mean, I did ask both of you. You don't know what Nat knows yet, so... I think Tara's just looking at it. It looks like it's very high quality, and then as you look at it, you see that it is amber, coral, something like that. But those seem to be real teeth. That's what you get from just looking at it. Do they look like humanoid teeth or animal teeth? Are Are they little fangs? They're very spindly fangs. Like fish fangs? Yeah. Hang on, do the elfish people have fish fangs? Uh... They're sharper. They're more like they have lots of canines, but they're definitely like teeth. They're not like needle teeth. So these are more like pilot fish. It's like anglerfish teeth. Yeah, more like anglerfish teeth. Or a pike. Or a pike, I guess. I don't know what a pike looks like. They're very scary river fish. That's why they're the only fish I'm worried about. I'm very scared of everything to do with the sea. So That's good because they're in rivers. Okay, okay, (laughs) fine. That's fine. Anything to do with rivers, sea, don't like it. So as you are looking at this amulet, Natalia, it is deeply deeply magical it has the same magic aura that the panmonica has in that there is at least some form of magic in there that seems to be contained but you have the feeling that again also like your gem which i will point out is a gem but not a gem of any material that you know it looks like a like a crystal yeah right yeah and not coral have you seen very polished coral it looks like gems yeah you can actually get quite expensive coral do i have to google coral very quickly look up coral and look up amber and tell me that if you didn't see that from a hundred foot away you wouldn't think oh that's a gem look like jewelry coral not just like a bit of coral from the sea Mm. i was i was bang on okay so i'm just you can all rip me what you like but just fucking check yourself google (laughs) this kind of coral google polished coral 
What's wrong with this rock? It's not even a rock. It's, it's, what is what's coral made from? It's the skeletons of tiny sea creatures. Yes. Yeah. It's just like dirt. It fits in with my aesthetic wonderfully. Right. It definitely has some sort of magic contained in it. Like the Pan Monica, you have the feeling that like your gem, like the Pan Monica, you could probably use it and then it would need time to build up again you're not entirely sure of its exact properties but it feels like there are some other threads in the magic some that would maybe be almost protective and some that feel almost like those teeth kind of like biting into your skin something holding on in a way you don't know how to activate it with a 20 uh, you reckon that if you if you channel your magic through it, the same way that Taro can use the Panmonica, you can use your gem, then you would be able to cast something through it. Blow on it. <laughs> yeah, just blow on it. That's the magic. <laughs> That's the secret to all magic items. Put your lips to it and... <laughs> Nerium obediently uh, lifts it up and goes... and blows on it and, uh, and whispers, Go, pony. Okay, do you actually do that? Are you trying to cast magic through it? Yes. I'm just wondering if it'll do minor illusion for me. I don't have minor illusion. Okay, roll me a d20. 13. You're, you're speaking into chaotic right now. You're, you're, you are the chaos. You just got so much FOMO, goat FOMO. Nerium's had a very long couple of days. So what happens is you feel this magic channel through, almost like somebody has poured a cup or a bucket of ice cold water over you. You feel this kind of wash of, of cold over you. But the magic doesn't fade and you haven't cast the spell. Whatever it was trying to do, it wasn't able to do it for whatever reason. Is it still boiling fucking hot down here? Uh, it's much cooler than upstairs, but it's still warm. So was that like actually quite a pleasant experience? It was on the it was on the too cold side of cold. I go. <laughs> You're right. Nerium, stop blowing everything. Listen, I'm very selective about my blowing. <laughs> All right, let's continue along our adventure. We've got this this magical item. Yeah, yeah, I'll just stuff that in my pocket. We we'll keep moving. Okay. Keep moving. Tara walks <laughs> off. He's just off. Okay. Tara quick marches away. <laughs> this is too much. Taro is 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 wholly justified in this instance in walking away. Uh, Nero stuffs the thing. <laughs> oh, Nero. Nerium. Nero. <laughs> oh God, there's a ship. No. Oh no, no. No, no. Nero. Oh, no, no. That's wonderful. I love that. We walk down the narrow corridor. <laughs> so we're at, we're at... There's like another door here that goes up. Yeah. So what I see... Sha la 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 Kiss the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I, sh- I shove it into my pocket and I'm, and I'm okay. following Taro down the corridor. Okay. Okay. So you turn the corner, there is a door to your left, and then on your mm-hmm. right is a wider corridor with no doors. You know from looking at the map that if you go right, it's going to take you to the heart of the learning chambers, and then on the left are two more rooms. I want to poke my head around the corner to the right. Okay. I'm done with these side rooms. We're getting to the main event. It's episode 20, pals. We're getting to the main event. As you peek around the corner, this room is clearly an antechamber of some sort. There aren't tables and chairs and bits of machinery in this one. It just seems to be a room that precedes the room before it. There are some bookshelves. There are some pictures on the wall, portraits of these same elves with names underneath that you don't really recognize. What really catches your attention is there is a body lying in the middle of the floor. And this body is barely a body at this point. It is tatters. It is bits. There is 
a very large blood stain around it. It has clearly bled out completely. It is withered and crumpled and not rotted, but, but like a mummy almost, like desiccated in a way that you haven't seen anything be like that here before. Taishul was still somehow alive. This thing is very, very much destroyed. It is face down. It is clutching a very ornate key in one hand. And you see behind it, two little narrow corridors that both lead to two very plain wooden doors. It's me, Yubi, your DM, here to say, as always, hello. And I have a few things to mention this week. First of all, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry this episode is late. I feel really terrible. Uh, my computer died. I had a whole host of problems, both in the kind of technical aspects. And also, to be honest, it's just been a little bit of a rough time mentally. And so it's been a real struggle to get the episode's all edited, but we are here and we're not too late. Still, I am sorry for the late that we are. A huge thank you for listening to us. We are so overwhelmed. We're so grateful for all of your love and support. It really means the world to us. And it's absolutely amazing how many people have contacted us, have drawn fan art, have written fanfic. There's an animatic now. There's music. There's all sorts of really, really awesome things. Just thank you so much for listening to our little show. We appreciate it more than you can ever know. If you have a moment and you're on your iDevice, please consider leaving us a review. It really, really helps us out. It only takes a couple of seconds and it just means the world to us. You can also help us spread the word by blogging about us, making posts on Tumblr, tweeting about us, Facebook, Reddit, any place like that. It really, really helps us get the word out. And we see such a positive response when people do do that. So if you have a second, consider yelling into the void and saying, hey, these guys are making something I like to listen to every fortnight. We would appreciate it so, so much. Speaking of our appreciation, we do have a couple of giveaways going on. We have, of course, our hashtag TMPFANDICE, T-M-P-F-A-N-D-I-C-E, giveaway on Twitter for an awesome set of dice from, of course, our lovely dndice.co.uk. This is ending on the 31st. All you need to do is tweet your favourite line from the show with the hashtag TMPFANDICE and the hashtag TheMortalPath. It's really easy to enter. You can win some awesome sets of dice. Just want to know what your fave line so far is. I still think gauge theory can fuck right off because it's not the toot toot pipe is one of my favourites. It always makes me giggle. We've also got a Tumblr giveaway going on at the moment. All you need to do is like and reblog and... F no, is... Wait, all you need to do is reblog and follow us. That's it. And you're automatically entered in for another set of awesome dndice.co.uk dice. But if you can't wait to win your set of dice, why not head over to dndice.co.uk and use our code MORTALDICE, all in capitals, all one word, for an awesome 5% off, plus free shipping to the UK and a flat rate internationally. It really helps us out. And every time we get a sale through dndice.co.uk, it means we can give away more dice in the future. And it just makes us look cool. So yeah, check them out. 
Speaking of really cool things, don't forget to check out IPM Month, which is coming up in like a couple of days. It was this really cool initiative put together by Tess, where a whole host of podcasters got together, recorded a whole host of games with a whole host of different people. I got to DM a 5th edition uh, level 15 dungeon crawl one-shot with a group of amazing people, and I got to play in a really cool game of Call of Cthulhu, although that thing has trigger warning slapped all over it, because, you know, Call of Cthulhu. You should absolutely check them out. Make sure that you keep an eye on our Twitter for info about these episodes. There's going to be new episodes uh, twice a week, I think, throughout the month of September. And I am in two of them, so check them out. Other cool things to check out is The Initiative Order. It's a new show on Twitch on YouTube. They're a Manchester-based group playing really awesome D&D. They're awesome people. I've had the pleasure of meeting them, and they are just fantastic. So The Initiative Order. Look it up on YouTube. Check out, again, our Twitter for info. Check them out. It's really good. They're professionals. Their setup is incredible, and it's just really good fun. I'd also like to say a huge thank you, of course, to our composer, Rachel Graff, don't forget to check out rachelgraff.co.uk. Check out her stuff. She's got a band camp. You can buy her music. It's absolutely incredible. And we are so lucky to have gotten to work with her and eternally grateful for her awesome, awesome work on our theme song, which, come on, what a tune. Every time I get so hype. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to Orion, who has been working on our transcripts with some others. A huge thank you to everyone who is currently working on transcripts. We are so, again, so grateful. If you head over to www.themortalpath.com, you can see all the transcripts that are up. So much work goes into them, and we are just so grateful. And also, Orion often calls me out for the weird noises that I make during the show. So if you want to see me get dragged in another format by someone else, go check out his work, because it's there. Fair warning, this episode gets fucking wild. I mean, like, there's a point where I, the DM, am terrified by what is happening. It's got some very weird vibes. It went in some places that I did not think it was going to go. So beware of that. The future episodes are going to kind of be along the same lines for a bit. So, yeah. Enjoy, I guess. And once again, I'm really sorry. I love you all. Goodbye. I hurl. I know who this is. Oh God, is it Dexter? Okay, Natalia throws up from behind you. I don't think I do for once. Okay. <laughs> Wait, should I check? You you are welcome to, but I'm also willing to allow you to make these decisions yourself. It's up to you. If you want to leave it to fate, please roll me a constitution. I'll leave it to fate. I rolled a two on a constitution save. Let's let fate intervene. I genuinely don't think Nerian would puke at okay, that. That's fine. Leave it. I got, I got, I got a raw twenty, so I'm. Good. Oh, you hold. You, you are fine. Is there any way that we can uh, tell from like the desiccated remains of his robes that like this is Dexter? Make me an investigation check. Let's go investigate. Wander over there. I also want to investigate. Are you? Uh, this is very important. Are you investigating from the corner or are you getting up close? I think I'm getting up close. I would like to get up close, but I'm, I'm gonna stealth. I am not investigating. Okay. From the corner. Uh, roll me your stealth check. I mean, okay, that's the 19 plus 8, so pretty fucking sneaky. You creep very quietly up to this body. Tara, are you creeping up as well, or are you just going for it? No, I think I'm just walking. Okay, your creep is slightly disturbed by Taro just walking in. (laughs) Both of you roll me investigation checks, just straight. Oh, 18. Six. Taro, oh, it 
it's worse up close, actually. It's really bad up close. You kind of fixate on the key. Very intricate key. Narium, you get in quite close. These robes definitely are the same ones that were in the office that Dexa had used to take down. You also recognize from what is kind of left of the face, the face of the man in the portrait, of the elf in the portrait that you had seen. It's definitely Dexa. As you're looking, there's just one eye remaining and it's open. And as you look at it, there's this tiny little twitch to it. Nope. As if maybe- Oh my God. Dexa nope. isn't- Oh nope. my God. I, I scramble backwards with like no stealth involved back to where that is and I, and I say, I don't think it's dead. I swipe the key. Okay. I don't think I noticed this mysterious eye twitch. I'm not looking. I just go for the key swipe. Yeah, you, you take the key. Narium. At this point, I would like to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Mm, that's an eight. Mm, mm. It, was it too much up close? Mm, I think it's not dead. No! Hey, guys. The eye. The, the eye was twitching. I got the key. Nice. Thanks. I want to go and investigate the doors that are down at the other end oh. of the room. I'm, I think I'm done with this body. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm going to prestidigitate the, the vom off my face and my clothes, and then I'm going to say, oh, he's going to get himself killed again. And then I'm I'm going to walk up behind Taro. Taro, please stop. I just want to see if there's a keyhole. Yeah, you can try it now. It's not going to work. But if this If this floor gentleman is... Still alive. Wait, sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you think so? He looks pretty dead to me. His eyes twitching. Well, it could be just one of those things, you know? Just one of those, uh, you know, rig rigor mortis? That thing. Bless you. Actually, if they are having that conversation, I think I will turn around from where I am standing with Taro, and I will I, I will use my call of Shah. Okay. Five. First, roll me a d20. 13. So you look over at this body and... You two who are kind of looking across Nerium, Taro looking back at Natalia and Natalia looking at uh, Taro, Nerium sort of in the middle, her eyes go icker black and this purple glow washes over her. And it's not the same purple as like Taro's purple, which is a much kind of brighter one. This is a dark, dark one. And you see her shadow reach out and as her shadow moves, it gets bigger and more hunched over. And as it passes over, the body there's this just just discernible twitch to the body and then the shadow recedes and you know that your spell has done damage and you see it wither almost a little bit more everything kind of pulls a little tighter to the bone but it doesn't move it doesn't do anything um i'm gonna slowly walk over there and investigate and see if i can see if he's twitching still okay roll me investigation with advantage what the hell was that Mary, what are you doing so uh, that's 13. As you crouch and you look, you see again this tiny twitch. Oh, God. As if something is keeping it alive. I think, I think Tashul was right. I think they can't die. Which I suppose it means we can't die. Uh, what was that, Nerium? What was that? I just saw he was alive and I thought it was time to let him rest. And um, it, it didn't work. But that wasn't, that wasn't like any of the other magic. Look, look, we've just been doing... So far, it's just been things like making stuff. I can handle all these making goats and stuff falling from the ground, but that didn't seem the same. Well, it was from we had that funny dream back in the temple in the, in the room that that led down here, and it was one of the things that um, when I was talking to the god in my dream, which is apparently a thing that happens now, and that 
was one of the things she gave me. I thought maybe it would help. I, I think you're playing with things. This is all it, too... Do you know what it is, Taro? It's it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient? Uh, that's not the word I would use. It's the word she used. <clears throat> I think we've taken these, these, these powers for too much for granted. We're playing with stuff we don't understand here. Oh, here it comes again. I agree with Taro. <laughs> Taro, can you heal him? Not like you healed the last one. Actually, <laughs> what do you mean heal? Re reform this. I don't. Person. I don't think we should be messing with life and death here. I mean, it's a bit late for that. Do you not remember the commander? Yeah, well, that was with swords, right? That's not. That was with our own will. I don't think you stabbed him. This isn't with swords. You blew up. There's one thing between pushing stuff around with, with just severe, and there's another one which is making some weird shadowy thing come out of nowhere and just do something mysterious to whatever the hell's happened to this thing. Entirely different things. And, and for what it's worth, I think we should probably stop with the other stuff as well, unless we need to. We don't know what we're messing with here. Magic can do strange things. We are literally heading into the heart of this building to find magic powerful enough to send us home. I don't understand any of how that works, but I'm willing to fucking try it. Aren't you? I don't know. Yes, but that's that's necessary for us. I think what Taro's saying is if we shouldn't just be playing with this. I'm not fucking playing with it. Have you never seen like a dog hit by a car and you put it out of its misery, you don't let it suffer? You don't even know what this thing is. This isn't a dog and that wasn't a car. This is a dog that can't die. Well, yeah, we know that now. Look, let's just get out of here as fast as we can and then we can just go on our own ways. Yeah. As you say that, all three of you hear from behind the doors that Taro is standing by. <laughs> the sounds of very soft sobbing. It's coming from there. Findex, you heard that one again? I heard that one, yes. But let's help them. Let's go to the doors. They are both identical. They both have big keyholes. This feels familiar. I've got a one-use-only key. I'm going to go to the other doorway, because there's two of them here. It might be worth covering both of them. Well, we could try it. There might be two doors for a reason. I get the, the feeling that this might be the situation back in the cave again. And I think we're trying to put our hands in both boxes at once. Oh, yeah, that might be true. But I'm always happy to give it a try. You go first, Taro, that's fine. If you want to. I'm going to go next to Taro and make ready with weapons in hand. Wait, can I see through the keyhole? Uh, you can try. Make me a perception check. I would like to try. That's an 18 on my perceptions. You peer through this keyhole. It is it is a very tiny space at the back because it's quite like a, like a deep door. You can see bits of machinery. You can see what looks like a big kind of tables there's maybe some thing in the middle but you can't really get a good look it's quite dark in there as well can you see people no i don't see anyone in there there's just some it looks the same as any other room really so far let's just let's just get this over with and then i want to unlock the door it unlocks with an ease you weren't expecting for how ornate and intricate the key looks and the lock looks it just slides open and as you push the door open, you see before you this huge chamber. It's filled with wide tables, upturned stools. Everything has been not destroyed, but flung around. 
things aren't particularly broken, but everything's been moved like there's been a scuffle or a fight or something. And in the middle, there's this raised circular platform of stone and these very large metal machinery contraptions that sit all around it, all pointing towards this central raised platform. These contraptions, they're covered in leathers and wheels, and the largest one has this short staircase that leads up to this semicircular platform in the middle that overlooks this circular raised platform. And this platform, this, this raised one on, on the machine, is flanked by these two kind of big metal cylinders. The platform's ringed by these long control panels, and all of this is turned facing towards this circular stone platform in the middle and all of the machinery here is silent and you see as you peer in you see peeking over the far edge of this stone raised platform two pale yellow eyes and a round head that is much much smaller than Taishul and is going Okay, I don't think I see that because as everyone's heading into the room, I'm I'm still looking back at Dexter because because that's fucked up, man. Nah, and uh, roll me roll me an intelligence check. In fact, actually, Taro, both of you roll me roll me intelligence checks. I got a raw one. You got a, a raw one. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of hard to take a raw one. <laughs> oh, good lord! Oh, buddy. Seventeen, seventeen to move things along. Okay, yeah, thank you, uh, Taro. This is this is a room full of machinery and things you've never seen before in your life. And oh my god, that, there's a kid crying in the corner over the platform. Uh, what was yours, Natalia? Seventeen. You've never seen this uh, this creature before, except maybe you have because it kind of looks like one of the kids in the portrait in the manor house. But as you're looking, there's inscriptions on top of this stone platform and they have been utterly destroyed. They have been like chunks of the top have been blasted out. It is scarred and wrecked, but there's just hints of the markings that you remember seeing in the tower that you visited. Seeing the destruction in this room, I'm gonna take a couple of steps forward and sort of sink to my knees, thinking, oh, how are we going to get home? Hey, uh, kid. It starts to speak in this language that you know, uh, but the other two you can't understand. It goes, who are you? Uh, well... <laughs> no, not again! <laughs> just call me Taro. It's easier for now. We can do the whole thing later. It's fine. Oh, my God, we broke him. <laughs> it looks up at you and it goes, Where, where's my dad? Your dad? What? I don't know. Who's your dad? Dexa Atanas. Dexa Atanas. Ah, yes. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> ah, uh, hey, hey. One second, one second, one second. Uh, and then I want to get the other two together and be like, how do I explain this then? How do I explain this? While you two do that, I, I was going to, I suddenly had an idea. I'm going to walk over to Dexa's body again. Well, they're they're not looking at me, so that they don't assume I'm gonna like gut him like a fish. Okay. <laughs> That's already been done. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna take out the necklace, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it round his neck, like as if he's wearing it, and sort of press it where what remains of his neck would be, in, in case it helps. It looks very lovely. He does not look any better. Yeah, and as I'm doing it, I'm. I'm going to be whispering to him. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wish I could help. I'm so sorry. There's no intelligible response. You see again that tiny twitch 
in the eye, but there's nothing. I'm very upset about this. <laughs> okay, all right. I've got this. Hey, well, I've got good and bad news, kid. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Your dad's not dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely very troubled. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the bad news. <laughs> that's the good and bad news. Oh, God. Terrible people. <laughs> the child pushes itself up and you can see that it was crouching behind the stone pillar. It stands at maybe four foot four and a half foot it's clearly relatively young and it looks over at you and it's got these kind of remains of clothing on that that don't look fancy the the picture of the the kids in the manor house and the clothing that you yourselves have taken from the manor house it was all very fine clothing but these seem to be much more cobbled together bits of clothing and it keeps its hand on the stone pillar as it looks at you and it goes not dead yeah um yeah there we go that'll explain it don't really need to say anything else about that. Now, uh, what is this place? We sort of were hoping that this would be our way out, in all honesty. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Nat's face goes very pale, and then I look over at Taro. What did that to him? Nat, are you good with kids? No. Well, no, I, I don't know. Wait, maybe ask, ask it. Is there a, a... something one might describe as a, a demon? Uh, prowling, and if so, anywhere oh, near. Hell. Oh yeah, uh, kid, kid. My friend has a question uh, for you. Is there a demon here? Have you seen a demon? Anything that looks like a demon? Demon type things. Anything like that? It's quiet for a minute, and it kind of drops its head, and then it looks up at you, and you can see these these tears falling down its cheeks, and it shakes its head, and it goes, "No, I didn't see it." That's a no, Nat. That's a no. Can I say that I can hear them having a conversation at this point and I'd like to wander over. And if I see that there's a child there, then... I think Nerium's instinct would be to um, at least take a couple of steps in and hold out her arms in a with an expression that, that hopefully reads as you can come here, are you all right? You look like you're in a bit of a shit place in the minute. Taro, close the door. Nerium, we're getting absolutely no good info from this guy. Can you help us out? <laughs> The, as you hold out your hands, the kid practically runs over and holds on to your hand. I, I give them a hug and rock gently because I'm I'm sad. I'm, it hugs it hugs right back. It's just clinging to you. Taro, Taro, the door, the door, the door. Close the door. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm, I imagine that it's not able to see past me. Um. Unless it's actually looking. It's not looking. It's got its head kind of buried. It's fucking traumatised. It's not my peak observant at this point. It's door closing time. Door closing. When when you're holding him, he's he's very emaciated in a, in a way that, that Taishul kind of was in the same way. Um, not quite withered like the body outside, but, but the skin is almost kind of papery. It feels almost like loose over the body. Can, can I um, brutal in my bag for the water skin that I have and um, uh, offer it? Oh, yeah, it, it takes it and it, it starts gulping down water. And I say, shoo, 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 not, not too quick. It doesn't not understand you, it's just gulping and gulping and gulping until there is no more water left in it. Well, it looks like we're not getting out of here anytime soon. I'm going to stand up and start investigating this room. Okay, roll me investigation. And what I'm looking for is looking at the like bits and pieces and mm. see what sort of fits together, see if any of this writing, because you mentioned there was... Kind of like symbols and... and kind of you know have you ever seen full metal alchemist the alchemy circles in those 
Okay. Oh, like charter mark. Yeah, not quite writing. More like your spell book, but more like runes and glyphs. I'm trying to see if I can recognize okay. any of this stuff. Whew, that's uh, the second raw 20 of the night. <gasps> woof, woof. Oh, okay. <laughs> so as you as you walk around this room and, and you're looking at it, this stone platform, something has exploded in the middle. Something has definitely detonated, and that is what has destroyed much of the stone circle. Well, that was our violet drop. You can see bits of chunks of rock and gravel that have disintegrated, that have turned almost into sand or dust all around it. Um, You notice with your nat 20 that as you touch bits of the circle, this dust sand residue is very similar (gasps) to the cave that you woke up in. It's that same texture where it's not quite right. Motherfucker. And all of this machinery it's all kind of pointed towards the circle as if it was concentrating on something. And as you look at these bits of machinery, there are arms that have actually been blasted off or bent or mangled as if they were all holding something in place that was all concentrated towards it. And now it has exploded. What you also find with your Nat 20 is the remains of a cloak. And the remains of this cloak you recognize because it is very much the same cloak that Dexter was wearing in the portrait of him. It looks like it's, you know, like maybe his like favorite cloak or like his his one bit of flair type thing that he had with him. And as you as you pick it up and it kind of falls apart in your hands, there are there are little bits and pieces. There's a sketch of him, his husband, his children. Uh, There's letters, little bits of uh, notes that he's written that are talking about teleportation, reanimation, creating life, moving things, all of these things, but but it's so disintegrated, they're so destroyed that you can't make a comprehensive reading out of them. Um, And as you're looking around, there are bowls and plates as if there was food in here that's long been gone. In fact, you find spoons, wooden spoons with the ends chewed off them. You find bits of paper that have been like half eaten and and left. This looks like there were maybe people or a person in here for quite a long time. Shitting fuck. I think if I've got to the end of the water and I've seen how fast they drank it. Yeah. I will surreptitiously. Can I sleight of hand it to make sure they don't see the whole piece? And I will I will just break them off a little bit of jerky. Make me a sleight of hand check. Thank you. Because I don't want them throwing up on me. 16. You hand over this bit of jerky. It doesn't seem to see the rest of it. Um, he starts to eat it. And, and as he does, he says something to you. And you don't understand it. But, but Tara, he's, he's just going, thank you. I was so hungry and thirsty. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just patting his head and making shushing noises. Hey, Nat, do you reckon we can fix this thing? Whatever it was. You know how these things work, right? Can we can we do something here? Can we get out? Or are we... Is, is this all o- is it all over? I think this might be beyond us, Tara. I mean, we'll try, of course. Hopefully he's made good notes. Where's Findex? Findex is hovering by the door, looking very, very anxious. He's there. He's there. This is, this is terrifying. Oh, no. What? What now? What now? How long... How long has he been lying out there? Taro, can you ask this boy, and and listen, listen carefully, when did you last see your dad? Hey, uh, kid, kid. Yeah? When did you last see your dad, is what I've been asked to ask. So long ago. Have you got, like, a time? Number of days? Is it, we're talking days here? Hours? I don't know. I called, and I called, and I called, and no one came. 
and no one heard. A long time. Okay. Taro, what are you saying? Are you upsetting him? I think he's upset himself. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, he's not giving me any of the good detail. He just keeps saying it was a long time. Well, it was a long time. And I mean, if we're being honest, me and uh, Findex heard him, heard him, well, we heard somebody crying back at the, uh, back when we were at the manor. So he's been there for longer than that. How could you have heard him crying? I'm mean, The manor's like two levels up. We're asleep. You hear better when you're asleep. <laughs> I don't know, it's some kind of dream magic thing, look. I, I, I mean, I've got no idea. I, is that a tiefling thing? Well, I don't know. It's look, This magic stuff does strange things, and I figure it's somewhere sending a message out. So maybe actually, maybe there's still some of the magic. It, maybe it's like when, when Nat did a, the, the, the... No, you do the brain-talking thing, don't you? That's your thing. Yes, that's that's an area. But this this boy, does he, does he know what happened in this room? Do you want to just give me a list of questions so I could just, just rattle them all off? Yep. Tell you what, um, can we think about how we phrase them? Because this is a traumatised child that I have in my arms here. Oh, I'm being very nice. Good. I, I trust you, Taro. Yeah, me too. Should, should we ask him to simply tell us the story from the start? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, do the, the, I'll do the translating thing. You will be the magic mouth. As so often. That's correct. Okay. So, he sits down on the floor and he's kind of leaning against the the stone pillar i think i'm going to be handing him little bits of jerky as he's telling okay so he's he's eating as he does and he and as he does he looks up at you and he looks pitiful really absolutely pathetic on 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 the floor very small very hunched yeah we know and all right okay 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 i won't tug your heartstrings too much eh? yeah don't tug mine they're They're all withered and broken i feel pity and pathos for this boy (laughs) That's good. I wish I knew what that was. I feel Aramis for this boy. No, wait, does, what does that mean? Wait, I don't speak. Shit, I just said, I was trying to make a Three Musketeers joke. Is that not the Three Musketeers? Have I said something really bad? Can we cut this? What have I done? <laughs> Pathos is the guy from, from the Three Musketeers. Portos. Oh, okay. Portos. <laughs> okay. Aramis was the first prestige men's fragrance to be sold in department stores. <laughs> it's like links. But well, I definitely feel that for the kid. So, um, he says, my, my dad wanted to do his experiments in here. And when I came, he said he needed help with them. So I was here too. And he was using the, the magic the magic thing he had and he was trying to I don't know I didn't understand but he was getting he was so cross at me he didn't I couldn't do anything that he wanted me to I couldn't do it right and so we were down here and I wanted to to go again I wanted to go out into the city and and see everything and he said I couldn't and we had to stay and that he was going to get this right and then I pressed one of the buttons and it moved us, everything. I felt everything move and it was horrible. And then we were here and he left and he locked me in here. And that's everything. Now, the monster was in the city before it fell. Is that right? That's what Taishul told us. Yes. Taro, ask him if he remembers the monster that came to the city. No, I don't remember it. Your dad, did he seem... Was he angry? Was he upset before he brought you down here? Did he Did he often bring you down here to, to this laboratory? 
at first he was really happy and then and then he wasn't and he was very angry and upset always you're here to rescue me right yes we can leave well i i I don't know if we can leave but if we can we'll bring you with us you don't have to worry we'll rescue you you don't have to stay in this room he wraps his arms around your waist and he just clings on to you what the fuck do we do now well and this is too this is in common uh it looks like dexter didn't get very far then did he no when when he says we moved i presume he means the city shifting and getting thrown here but um what exactly does he mean when he says moved i think he means the city to this planet right i'll do ascertaining yeah that's that's i cast ascertain <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's what he that's what he that's what he says if you hadn't left the room how did you know i felt it did your dad know that's what happened? that's what he said can you remember what you pressed or where it was yes was the room like this all all smashed up before you touched the button oh can he show me where the buttons are uh yep he gets up and he walks over and he shows you he climbs up onto the machine with the platform with all the control panel like things and he points and there's this it's not like a big red button type deal but there's clearly like one button that's slightly to the side and he he points to it and then he presses it and it goes and nothing happens do the buttons look like the alice wheel yeah some of them do okay some of them are numbered in the same way so it looks like a similar design yes very much Tara's have options he just sits down and Nerium would like to turn to Nat and say, I'm not certain that this is our route home, and I don't know what was going on that he would have brought a child down here. Thoughts? Maybe the child is a genius. Okay, I quit. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't know anything about Dexter. Um, you, you've read his diaries. You don't think he was planning anything... I'm unpleasantly sacrificial. I have yeah. seen Full Metal Alchemist, so. Because <laughs> there's some very unpleasant like shit going on here with like the people who can't die and the big monster, and this kid's crying apparently carries through like two levels of a city. I think that might be more due to this place than like I think it's your mind stuff. Hey, kid, kid. Y- yeah. You know anything about magic? I know what my dad showed me. Yeah, do some of that stuff. Can you cast a spell? Can you do that? What do you got? Carefully. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't fuck around. I'm not. I'm not playing here, kid. <laughs> don't do anything stupid. I'm just seeing. Can you do any spells? What have you got? Go on. Name some. What do you got? Show us your stuff, but in a safe way that won't like meddle with life or death or anything. Oh just my God. keep it. Keep it nice and simple. Tara, what are you saying to him? You seem to be getting a bit exercised. His expression goes from wide-eyed to suddenly very cold and closed off as you say that and he turns from you and he goes down the stairs and he walks over to Nerium and he sits down and he kind of drapes himself kind of half around you and clings onto you oh oh that's all right yeah that's okay and then looks over his shoulder at you and he goes if you speak like him i won't do anything all right fuck i think tara's pretty pissed off and desperate now so i'm gonna dig into my backpack of of tricks I think we just saw a, a superhero origin story. Things are about to get edgy in here, kids. I have a feeling that's a super villain origin story. The moment I find my spell sheet, things are starting to get edgy in here, kids. Tarot, tarot, tarot. Oh, God, the daddy issue. I think this show is about to get weird. Uh, oh, God. Oh God. About to. I'm going to walk over to the kid. You all threw fits when I cast Told the Dead, and now look what you're doing. 
and I'm going to go to the kid and I'm going to say, I suggest that you tell us everything about the magic you know. First, roll me a d20. I got a 17. So your spell works. It's got a save, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. I think this might be the point. Or it's like, okay, yep, we're the villains. I think Terra's very desperate to get out now. I think he's he was expecting there to be like, we just get here and then we'd go and it'd be great. And I think that's been shattered. What what was the evidence that that was likely to happen if the completely destroyed city full of like semi-dead people? Plot. Plot timing was my, was my expectation. So now Terra's making his own plot timing. You cast this spell. What's it look like? You've never done this before. What happens? How Describe it for me. This is a big spell. Very kind of mysteriously, Taro's eyes kind of purple flames appear in them, I think. Mm, very cool. Okay. And probably the, the hair on the back of people's neck breaks up if they're watching, I think. Mm. Taro, what the fuck are you doing? You all feel this this kind of little shift of magic. and But Taro, you who is casting it, you feel it kind of sink into this elf child and then almost like flow off and your spell didn't take hold and not in a way that it was resisted but in a way that it like it couldn't even begin to cling to it and it narrows its eyes at you and it goes no so i don't think tara even knew he was doing that i think i, th- I think that just kind of kicked in so i, I think Tara's just like oh well if you ever feel like sharing with the group then uh, we'd be much obliged. Doesn't say anything to you. Taro, could you maybe ask him if he knows if there's like any other people down here? If he's heard other people like moving outside the room? I think Taro's going to make it very clear that, that was a question coming from Nerium because I don't think he thinks this kid's going to talk to him anymore. Okay. And I don't think he wants to talk to the kid anymore, but he has to <laughs> by virtue of being the only one who can. <laughs> the kid has firmly pissed Taro off at this point. There's two tantrums happening at this moment. <laughs> one from the grown tiefling one and from one from the child who's been locked in a room for an indeterminate <laughs> amount of time. Okay. Um, so as you as you say that the the child he doesn't say anything for a moment and then he he like puts his head on Nerium's shoulder and and presses a little closer and he and he goes there were lots of people and then they disappeared and they went quiet people that you saw or just heard that i saw a little and heard on your way down here because i thought you've been shut in here for a long time Mm -hmm. so when you came down here with your dad Mm -hmm. it was all running normally Mm -hmm. and and then you press the button Mm -hmm. and things went a bit Mm-hmm. Wobbly, and he locked you in and left. Mm-hmm. And have you heard any noises of people out here, like moving about, since he locked you in? No. Right. And how did the damage occur? We had a fight. Holy shit! I I, I was assuming that it just went boom. Taro, don't piss off the child. No, yeah, I heard that too. I heard that too. Come on. Also, I said it to you. <laughs> I, that's a big fight. For you and your dad. I wanted to, to leave. And he said I couldn't. So, would you like to leave with us now? Yes. I'm going to have to ask you to do something for me if we do that. I'm going to have to ask you to trust me and close your eyes. Just for a little bit as we walk across a, a bit that's got nasty things in it that I don't want you to see. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. That's brilliant. That's a really good boy. And I look at the others and I say, anything else you want to do here before I take this kid out? Get off the room? 
<laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> well, no problem if you want to take the kid out. God. Back of the neck. That asshole. I don't think I can. I don't think it can be done in this situation anymore. Oh shit, yeah. He can't die, can he? <laughs> oh, god damn it. Oh my god. Found like a fucking fish Akira and pissed him off. Yeah. Oh god, it's fish Akira. Yeah. Alright, let's go. I don't think there's anything else to be seen here. No, we don't want to take anything from out of here. We don't think there's anything useful to rescue. There's just broken stuff, right? I want to kind of sketch this shit. Okay. And like, write down notes and stuff about what I'm seeing, maybe if there's like, are there any bits of paper or anything? Uh, not in this room. How long would that take you, Nat? I'm just making quick sketches. Right, go around to some of these panels. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering, because there doesn't seem to be any immediate danger in this room, apart from Fish Akira, because I'm just wondering if it, it might be a good time to take a short rest and roll some hit dice. Yeah, fine by me. Yeah, I'm all for that. You know that your hit dice do not work here. Oh, fuck! I could do Song of Rest, right? Your Song of Rest does, and then whatever you roll for your Song of Rest, you will you will heal. We all get that. Okay, I'll take it. I'm good. Sing to me, angel of music. Tara will do a very simple tune on the tutu pipe without pressing any buttons. Okay, you don't press any buttons. I got a four. You all heal four hit points. As you do, the child looks slightly less kind of like, slightly less kind of withered, but but not like so much because there's, there's no wounds on this child. It doesn't seem like outwardly hurt um, in that in that sense. You get You get the feeling, spending a little bit of time with him, that if this boy is also unable to die, it's probably from natural causes as opposed to like a grievous wound or something. Oh, um, Tarot? Yep. I can't believe we haven't done this yet, but could you just inquire what this young man's name is? Yes, I will do that. Allow me. Hey, what's what's your name? Kaishu. Yeah, he says his his name is uh Arsahol. Ar- I think that's right. I think that's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I I look at the child and I say Kaishu, and I I put my hand on my chest and I say Mary. Mary. Yep. Because he might just, he might have just blown up this whole, this whole fucking place. And uh, I, I don't trust him that much. Nat. Nat. He looks over, he looks over to you, Taro. And then I put my hand on uh, Keishu's shoulder and I point at Taro and I, and I say, asshole. <laughs> Keishu looks at you and he looks at Taro and then he looks at you again and he goes, asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying, wasn't it, Tara? That's that's your current alias. Isn't that in a Meet the Fockers film? Oh. Have we just reproduced the joke from Meet the Fockers? I think so. Tara just rolls his eyes and goes back to tooting. Okay, so you guys take your, your short rest. takes you 40 minutes, an hour. Um, are you still feeding him? Um, okay, well, well, once I see that the um that the Toot Toot Pipe and the Song of Rest have, have, have put a bit of colour back in his cheeks, then I will keep feeding him. Because um, I, I just I don't want to give him too much on an empty stomach and have him puke everywhere. But if he looks like he's getting a little bit healthier, then I will dare to give him a little bit more. As you feed him, he's definitely looking healthier and healthier as you keep feeding him. And he's just anything you give him, he's taking. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to give him as much as he wants to eat because I don't want him to puke. Okay. Um, as much as you give him, he will he will eat. Right. Well, I'm going to ask him to uh, close his eyes, and in fact, I might just I'm going to dig out a bit of fabric. What are the infinite yeah. bag of fabric? <laughs> yeah, from my from my infinite bag mm-hmm. of fabric, which we have established is infinite, and and from it I will fashion a small blindfold. He allows you to put it on him, and he very much holds on to your hands. Yeah, and I will just briefly look at Nat and say, oh, "Are we going out the way we came? Is there another way? Well, we could go out the other way round. 
Uh, I don't know if it's more dangerous or less. Oh, the whole place. Um, Taro, Taro, your input is also valued if you've come out of your soul. How do we get a small child across the upside down room? I mean, maybe not by booking it straight in. We could throw him. Taro. Yeah, Findex, could you throw a child? I don't think I could throw a child like 80 feet. Fair enough. How could you throw a child? (laughs) I've never tried to throw a child. I don't know. Really? Not in the blood sands? That's not something that... Okay, fair enough. Only the children who committed crimes were put in the blood sands. Not like every children. Just the criminal kids. Wow, okay. Visit Tembran. It's a lovely spot. Uh, Maybe we'll come back to that later. Well... Presumably we will be going there, given that we've given up hope. It's all doomed. It's all over for us. Well, this place is fucked, Taro. There's nothing in here that's like that's going to get us home. Yeah, you're right. And then he walks off to the right. He's going off and down, down the right corridor. Okay, uh, as, as they go past, I'm going to lean down okay. to the eye and say, Keishu, and just sort of hold my hands together in like a protective thing. Like, we're going to keep Kaishu safe kind of thing. Yeah. You feel in your hand the tiniest twitch or tremor, but the muscle is so desiccated, so withered, Dexa can't move or speak. He's not breathing. He can't do... You don't even know if he can hear you or if he can see you. And Nerim, you lead you lead Kaishu out of the room and into the corridor. When oh, Do you take the blindfold off once you're, like, round the corner? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tara, you walking ahead. As you turn the corner, the corridor with the uh, the corridor going off to the left from the main corridor, the sort of mirrors to one where you found the amulet. That door is open, and as you glance inside, you see in the middle of this room all the furniture has been smashed and pushed to the edges in these piles, almost. And in the middle of this room is this huge heap of body parts. Oh, good. Of blood and viscera. And just this huge heap of things. And as you glance over at it, there, I mean, there are bits that have been bitten and torn apart. And you see a feast interrupted. All right, don't look down there. Uh, ideally, just just keep on moving. I look. Okay. And with your passive perception of 15... Are they twitching? No, 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 no. They are not twitching. These, these are very much just bits. There's nothing... Like a just full... the bits. Yes, just the bits. <laughs> um, there's Fuck. there's no like life, but things have been bitten and chewed and torn apart, um, and you can see that. And as you do, Kishu also looks over. I go, oh, oh, no, no, we're not looking at that. Come on, Kishu. And then I would like to try and uh, catch up to Taro and maybe tug on the back of his cloak and uh, say, I think maybe we should go back the way we came. Kishu and Tara, dissociation pals. Okay. Natalia, what are you doing? I'm going to run into that room. Oh, God. And see if I can... <laughs> Don't judge me, please. Not just yet. No, I already am. Uh, uh, grab a, a, a healthy piece of meat. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Lunchtime. <laughs> grab a chunk. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to run. Listen, you already sicked Griffin McElroy on me. You can't sick Justin on me as well. I, I cannot have two McElroy show to beat me up, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, you grab a chunk of meat. You've got a hearty chunk of meat in your hand. Fuck. I, I try. Oh, no. What are you doing? Oh, a meaty power over here. What are you doing? I'm 
I'm so afraid. This is the first time I, the DM, have felt this fear. What are you doing? <laughs> there's, there's pure chaotic energy just emanating from, from that right now. I try and, like, <laughs> wrap it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a present, then. Do you want to get to your point? Because I, I'm dying to find out. It's a gift. And then I follow. Then I follow. Just just in case something tries to come for us. You've got a decoy. Maybe give it a little snack okay. and it'll slow it down. Here's yesterday's <laughs> lunch. You have a hearty chunk of elf wrapped up in uh, oh, a oh, bit of clothing, hell. a pillowcase from your bag that you have fashioned <laughs> from the clothes of owned items of the man lying very undead in front of the heart of the learning chambers and you continue with elf blood on your hands and a chunk of meat in your bag and as you guys are, are walking and you are approaching this uh next room taro and nerium and keishu who are in the lead as you approach this next doorway there's just this wall of water in front of you and then natalia you coming behind you see this and as you do Keishu who who is still very much holding your hands Nerium looks over to you and he goes do you have any more I'm still really hungry oh, oh my god I don't like hungry things <laughs> just picked up some food 